What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It is December 6, 2021. This is your WWE Raw review. If you guys are watching right now, please leave us a thumbs up on this video. It goes such a long way. Uh, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. We have a bunch of interviews out this week, including uh, Jonah, the former Bronson Reed, and a whole mess of them last week. Denise, did you also interview Jonah? I'm getting him tomorrow, so it's going to be one of those things where I got to come up with uh, something totally different to talk about that all 100 other media outlets haven't already discussed. I'll send you my talking points. That way you can. Avoid I saw them. your, I saw your, uh, your your post on Fightful okay. Select. I'm a yeah. subscriber. I saw well, Fightful Select. You mean the service that has exclusive news every single day? <laughs> FightfulSelect.com that had a bonus. NXT review last night with Alex and Kate. That was a smash hit. Uh, I told them they can review uh, WWE pay-per-views over there if they want. Uh, so subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to be on top of the Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly story all week long. I'm going to keep locked on that. And we're going to have a bunch of news there this week. So uh, we had a bunch of news on tonight's WWE Raw over there. But one of those things, Denise, changed and uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern today, the plan was for Big E and Kevin Owens to main event Raw. So even by, I think, like seven, word was, okay, maybe it's still going to be them that was listed on the run sheets. But when it switches and the show ends with Becky and Liv, that got a lot of people like, uh-oh, what's going what's gonna to happen here? Um, not what some people expected, not what this poor little girl that's going viral on Twitter expected, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you guys can donate a uh, super chat on YouTube. But we encourage you to head over to humperchats.com. That is our Streamlabs platform. If you have a if you have a PayPal, you can uh, leave a humper chat, and you can leave one before we go on the air, after we go off the air, and it'll get re read on the next show. Uh, it's there at your convenience, uh, as opposed to YouTube super chats that are only there whenever we're live on the air. But um, also, I want to let you guys know this weekend is going to be a loaded weekend. Fightful Fight Night Saturday night, as well as an ROH final battle review that I'll be doing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We've already got uh, a couple of super chats, and one is for my co-host, Denise Salcedo. So, shout out to Denise. You killed it last night. Wait, from Denise Salcedo? Or Denise Salcedo. Oh, I thought you said from Denise Salcedo. I was like, I wish. what? I wish you'd I was send like, from chat. Denise Salcedo, put Denise Salcedo over. I started to thought, I thought someone stole my username. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, please donate super chats, Denise. I would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, I was, I was like, what? I thought you were playing a rib on me. For a no. second, I was like, oh, Sean's going to do something dumb right now. And he's just going to like no. bury me or something. Because <laughs> I literally heard from Denise Salcedo. Absolutely not. Hey, guys, if you are in the chat, do not do this with capital letters. Just turn your caps lock off. I would greatly appreciate it. There will be one morning, and then they'll probably time you out or something like that. But uh, let's let's not scream or anything like that. Uh, Joseph Corey says, continuing the food talk from Friday, SRS, have you tried a patty melt from Whataburger? It's the best item on the menu by far. No, I have not. Um, 
but perhaps Denise and I can discuss burger stuff. I know you had to have seen that Eric Bischoff article, right? Yeah, and it was very oh. upsetting. I'll tell you that much. I found his <laughs> burger choices to be so freaking boring. Sorry, I, Bischoff. I can't agree with your burger. I trust him as like a physical taste person. Like he seems like the kind of person that would know how to cook really well. You know what I mean? Like he lives yeah, in Cody, yeah. Wyoming. Like grilling type of person. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. So I trust that. Seasoning. Yeah, I get so it. So I don't doubt that whatever burger he's eating is real good. Like, I don't doubt that. But man, come on. I'm but- sorry. <laughs> I got to do cheese. I got to do like Thousand Island sauce, ketchup, all of that good stuff, man. I'm sorry. A hamburger without cheese. I mean, a cheeseburger without cheese. Well, you can do a hamburger, right? But I got to yeah. do myself a cheeseburger. I'm sorry. I know cheese is bad for you, but I don't care. It's delicious. So, uh, yeah, it, it was funny because Gisberto was in the, the staff chat and he was like, hey, I got this funny story about Bischoff not liking cheese on his burger. I'm going to add it to the update. And I said, oh, no, that is its own article. That is its own article. And I was I felt very vindicated. I felt very uh, happy when that that worked out. Kate Hensler said so proud of journalist Denise Shilsado. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll read the rest of her super chat. Uh, as it comes, but I wanted to, to mention that. Do do you think that Sam Roberts threw that in as a rib? Look, all I can say I love is Sam, I was, by the way. I, I, was, I really like Sam. All I can say was I was asked how I want to be introduced. And uh <laughs> it was not what I had essentially said. So I guess it was his decision. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Um, And also, uh, he did reach out to me and was very kind to me, like prior to the show and everything. So uh, I just want to say thank you for that. I don't know if he did it as a rib or not. I'm sure he did as a rib. Uh, If he did, it made me. (laughs) I loved it. it. So I I mean, whatever. It was good. And I mean, you know. I, I like all the ingredients in that situation, but eh, we'll we'll move on from but, that. Hey, Sean, you didn't tell me what do you like in your burger? What's the what do I like Sean on my Ross burger? burger? Okay, I like a good quality bun, uh, ideally a sesame seed. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a big buns guy, Denise. I love buns. <laughs> what? What you don't like buns, Denise? <laughs> Denise, you don't like those 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 beautiful golden warm buns yes, you don't like these... eating you don't like eating what's between the buns look i like buns but oh, i no. do not like the buns with the sesame seeds on them i like plain buns okay plain buns plain simple buns well everybody knows when it comes to buns you know it's all about life. but I do tell, I will tell you this though. I do like a big, juicy, thick meat. <sighs> I'm, I'm just going to thank you for the super <laughs> chats we're going to get as a result of this. Um, on my burger, I like a, a good quality bun. I can't have a garbage bun. Can't do it. <laughs> but it's got to have a good quality burger too. I like lean beef. Bison's really good as well. Uh, a cold piece of cheese. I like cold cheese. Not Wait, just... you don't put the cheese like on the meat and then like grill it at the same time? 
I can take it like that, but I like a good cold piece of cheese, a freshly sliced tomato. So a good cold tomato too that's been in the fridge. And um oh, so you eat- like a really fresh homemade burger. Yes. Is what I'm getting. Okay. Yes, yes I do. No garbage. What, what do you guns. eat on yours? I told you. Meat, cheese, thousand island, okay, ketchup, and the bread. Okay. Well, I don't we'll, like lettuce or tomato or any of that. We'll onion, discuss no. the intricacies uh, later. I, I discussed it a oh, little I bit. Oh, I do like Kate, bacon, but... but that's on the days where I'm feeling like I yeah. could I could eat a little bacon. But when I'm feeling a little a little healthy conscious, I'll just I'll eat the burger, but I'll take the bacon out. Yeah, I like I like uh, bacon on a burger too. Uh, Shaddy says Denise has the Bailey turtleneck on. Yeah, do I really? Yeah. Uh, Cyclops says, Step host, what are you doing with those buns? <laughs> uh, Mr. Andrew said, Could Sean get pinned by the roll up? If the guy was big enough, probably, but I can tell you during my catch wrestling days, I never saw anybody get pinned with a schoolboy roll up ever, ever. It's the deadliest ever. maneuver. Even even rookies, like first day people, I didn't see <laughs> get pinned. With, and, and even then, like the high level people that, that I trained with that, that would be able to pull that off on rookies probably just never even thought to, to do it. Cause why would they? There are so many other better pins. Um, Jay blood says secrets out hashtag step post hashtag meat. I've said it before, man. Damn. I love that chorizo. Anakin says, Sean, next time you're in the Midwest, uh, make sure you to get a burger from Culver's. That is a quality burger. I've, I've got one not far from me, actually. Maybe I'll, I'll try one out when I go visit uh, Ethan Page and Dan Housen and swoggle at Toy Vomit. Jesus, in a name drop much. I, listen, I'm trying to give my friends at Toy Vomit a little pub. Because oh, yeah, but you're like, I hang out with Ethan Page and I'm Dan going, Housen. I, I, I mean, I might was... as well throw in The Rock, Stone Cold, and all these other people while you're at it, man. Well, I mentioned Hornswoggle. Like name dropping. Here. I mentioned Hornswoggle, who's a much bigger star than any That's of the fine, people but you mentioned. But damn, why don't I'm, you go by Hollywood Sean Ross Sap? Well, I mean, maybe I will because I'm I'm gonna go visit Ethan Page, Hornswoggle, and Dan Housen at at Toy Vomit Toy HQ, December nineteenth from one thirty to four thirty, Denise, because they're doing signings there. They're they're doing photo ops there. It's a good time. Go there. Lexington, Kentucky. Check them out. Check them out. Mr. Andrew says, Sean confirms new rookies are better than main roster talent. What do you, what did I, what do you mean? Because you were saying that you were saying that people in the first day don't get essentially beat that way. That's what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this person was just making a joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. And yeah, it's realistically, I've never seen just anybody even on the first day get pinned with one of those uh, at, at all. Daniel says, not saying WWE should become AEW, but what do you think about having less pay-per-views and more TV specials? Pretzel rolls are the best. Um, I like a pretzel bun. I do. But I think WWE would do really well if they would put more big matches on on TV. Like, they've got so much TV. Why not? Like, I love it when Roman Reigns defends his world title, the universal title, on SmackDown. And he's done it like six times now. 
I don't mind all of the pay-per-views because I kind of feel like I like that we're leading up. To, well, when when we do get like actual builds for storylines and stuff, I do like leading up to like a, a big event. Like I like that. And I feel like if we were to have, if they were to do more of the AEW schedule, I have a feeling that we'd be stuck with like the same thing for like a very long mm-hmm. time, but it wouldn't necessarily be like all of that hot. So I feel I like the schedule that they have right now. Nikhil says Veer Mahan is coming soon. Never. So, Denise, I wanted to make a joke on Twitter and be like, sources can confirm he's coming soon, but I don't know that that's actually happening. They they might just drop this next week and never reference it again. You know what joke I was going to make, but then I decided not to because I didn't get the right wording in my head. And I like to have the right wording before I tweet something out. Uh, It was, damn, what are they doing? Freaking, uh, what are they doing? Making Veer Mahan at this point? You know when someone goes to get food and they take too long and you're like, bruh, did you make the damn chicken? They're 3D printing Veer off of the real Veer. Like that's... <laughs> I'm starting to think they're making him from scratch. Oh, man. Like, I'm I'm so, so dumb with that. But we did have a cage match that started things off. And we, we kicked things off with a promo uh, from Rollins, Big E, Kevin Owens. I kind of like these backstage promos. It It feels like very Monday night footballish somehow. Like it seems like the type of skits they would, they would run on there, but these were serious. What do you think about the setup to this cage match? I like when they actually promote what's happening on yeah. the show. Uh, I forgot. I think it was last week's raw or maybe the week before they did the way that they promoted the show was a little bit different than they normally do. And I really liked what they did then. Uh, I like when they do these ones as well, because it just makes it feel a little bit more important. Like if I'm tuning in, I want to be excited for what I'm tuning in for. And these types of things get me, you know, they'll get, in my opinion, they get the average viewer excited to be like, okay, you know, this is the person that's going to be in this match. This is why they want to win. Okay, cool. Let me hear what he has to say. Um, I, well, yeah, we'll just continue on from there. So we had the cage match, uh, and what do you think of them going back-to-back-to-back nights with a cage match? I mean, War Games had two of them, then tonight, then tomorrow night, we're getting Kyle O'Reilly. It seems, and this isn't a Sister Wives thing that I know of, Denise, because Fox isn't getting one, as far as we know. This isn't like the Hell in a Cell thing. To me, it's just like... Why not something else? Well, here's the thing. This is not like they do it all the time. And secondly, very different audiences in terms of who's going to tune in. I think that the people that you had tuning in at NXT War Games and the people you have tuning in for Raw and the people that you have tuning in for NXT 2.0, I think they're all going to be... I mean, obviously, maybe the NXT War Games and the NXT 2.0 a little bit more similar, uh, but... I just feel like at least it's different audiences per se. So maybe that could be a factor. But given the fact that it doesn't happen all the time is why I'm not necessarily like, oh my God, we're getting this. We're getting a steel cage, you know, multiple times. I almost feel like, yeah, maybe like the Kyle O'Reilly, Von Wagner one, I can say like, okay, maybe they could have probably done without that one. They could have even done without this one today, but I'm not going to say that because I really enjoyed this match. So it would be unfair to say that. Well, I enjoyed this match too, uh, like lots of like they were just like let's slam each other as hard as possible repeatedly like Kevin Owens sometimes you forget how athletic the guy is and he's popping out and doing sunset flip power bombs I think the contract status of Kevin Owens has a lot of people even perhaps more invested in him I mean he's a guy that most people generally just like anyway like they just like him as a human 
So it's easier to get invested in him positively or negatively. Negatively, it's it's easy to care about his work. Big E's a lot of the same way. There aren't going to be a lot of people that are like, "Hey, screw Big E," because everybody knows what a good person he is in real life. It's a lot easier to connect to their work as a result. This match, this was a great way to spend the first thirty-five minutes of a three-hour program. Um, normally, I'd be like, "Man, do they got to pin somebody before they're going to be in a title match?" But you know what? If you've got the world champion and a top contender and they're in a singles match, one's going to win, one's going to lose. However, I loathe the walk out the cage door finish. I have never once in my life of watching WWE cage matches liked walking out the door. The only time that I can possibly think, okay, that was okay was when Owen do- like he just dived for the door and Brett like grabbed him by the leg and it was very funny. I know it's to set up the cage door spots that they do all the time, but I'm like, ah, I just always hate the escape finish through the door. Over the top, sure, whatever. But I love the match the finish. I was just like, eh, okay. See, I feel, you know, it's funny. I feel like yesterday and today, or like there's been a couple of times where we don't agree on finishes and how we feel about them. And this is another one where I feel polar opposite, where I liked the finish. But before I get to even that and where we're going at with this, I do want to take a second to say like, you know, you mentioned that you always feel like you forget Kevin Owens is like the person that, you know, he brings all this athleticism to his matches. He's actually the person where like, if you put him in a match against somebody that I don't care about, and I'm not saying I I don't care about Biggie, but I'm just saying like in general, when they've put him against matches with people that I don't care about, he's always the person where I'm like, nah, I know no matter what Kevin Owens is going to go out there and have a bomb ass match. So I actually kind of feel quite the opposite every time I see Kevin Owens is announced for a match period. But now speaking specifically about this match, I freaking loved it. So in the beginning, when you had Kevin Owens trying to get out of the steel cage multiple times, at first I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like this really isn't believable. Like we all know you, you ain't going escape the cage in the first 30 seconds of this match like this is kind of dumb but then I was like okay obviously we're getting this new version of Kevin Owens right now not necessarily our favorite version of Kevin Owens and then additionally what I did I ended up changing my mind about how I felt about that because at the end of the day he's going into this triple threat match at day one so why the hell do you want to spend however minutes uh you know getting beat in this cage when you could essentially be like saving yourself and saving your body until you actually get to this title opportunity where you want to go in fully 100% into the actual match. So I did kind of like that. But there was just a lot of stuff that I liked that happened during this match. I love when Biggie went for that spear and missed and um, Kevin Owens moved out of the way. So Biggie just went like straight into that cage door. I liked it because obviously, you know, his 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 size makes it a lot more impressive. Um, I did like when he had uh, when Kevin Owens had no when Biggie had Kevin Owens on his shoulder and they were, were they were at the top. Uh, they were at the, at the turnbuckle. I really liked that because I didn't know where they were going to go with that. They ended up doing like a basic sunset flip. Okay, cool. But I kind of thought that it was going to be something a little bit more. But even then, like kind of like the anticipation of like, hey, what is going to go down here? I ended up liking that a lot. Um, I liked all of the Bally's Bally suplexes that uh, Biggie hit on Kevin Owens. I thought that was really explosive, really fun. And, you know, Biggie, when he gets extra hyped, it becomes a lot more exciting. So with that being said, they kind of went through like hell and back during this match. So when the finish finally came, and instead oh so when he hits the big ending that was freaking impressive as hell right uh and then 
he doesn't go for the pin automatically, which was what I was expecting Big E to do. So when he didn't and when he actually crawled out, the only reason I did not hate this finish is because, one, you still want to keep some. You don't want to. I personally did not want to see Kevin Owens get pinned heading into this match at day one. I kind of felt that in a way this protected him. And it kind of also continued the story of, hey, these guys literally beat the crap out of each other in the steel cage literally, match. And did Big one of them e- crap? Exactly. <laughs> and literally Big E could only pants. crawl out of the damn ring, you know? So I like the finish. Literally beat the crap out of him, Denise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's literally. why he crawled out. He couldn't take it anymore. It's just let me get out. Let me win. Shit his pants, you say. I thought you didn't report news, Denise. Are you Orlando mocking says, me, Sean? I don't know if I should laugh or be insulted. Orlando says, I enjoy the finish with Big E and KO. One match that had a walkout that I liked was Wyatt Cena. You know what? I, I might have to go back and rewatch that because it, it's been a long time. It's just I've always hated it almost as a rule uh, to do it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Brandon says escaping the cage is how a uh, heel wins that kind of match. Pinfalls or submission make more sense for a baby face, especially the champion. And for a long time, I don't even think they did pinfalls and submissions in WWF cage matches. It was, you had to escape the cage. Uh, back like in I the, said, the- if this wasn't leading into day one, I would have probably had a different opinion. But given that they're sure. leading into that triple threat, I didn't mind this finish. Uh, Brandon Campbell says local ad in my city for raw in March main event is Big E defending against Lashley, Seth and Owens. Guess that gives away day one. That stuff doesn't mean anything. It does not mean anything uh, that much. I promise you uh, he might still have the title, but that advertising doesn't mean anything. Norm Housen says uh, Big E in the festivist singlet popped me as much as Dan Housen with the ass boys at WrestleCade. Very nice. I mean, yeah, that, I would argue that Danhausen has gotten Bill, uh, Billy Gunn's kids over more than AEW has. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think that's debatable. Like that, people like talking about the ass boys. Man, I guess we're the buns boys, Denise. I'm not a boy, Sean. We're the buns boys. Yeah, we are. We're the I'm Z. not a boy. We're the buns boys. B u n z b o y z. Can we be like bun people? Bun no, peeps? No, we're the Buns Boys. I don't want to be a boy. You want to be a Buns Boys. You sure do. Joel said, oh, never mind. I'll, I'll read that one when I actually get there. Uh, but Michael Keyes says, didn't catch Rogers here to support the Dong Lord and the Step Host, I guess. Have a good stream. Michael, How we sad, ap- the Step Host, I guess. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Uh, Joel Wood. Okay, no, yeah. Yeah, uh, Anakin says, 
Uh, Owens getting a title shot right before his contract expires makes me wonder. Are WWE hoping it will work this it worked this time to get him to re-sign uh, when they tried with Brian and it failed? Could this be a regular thing when a contract is coming up? So, Anakin, funny you mentioned that. Look at how Adam Cole was booked before he left. Look at the send-offs that Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano are getting. I thought last night was very classy of WWE, how they handled it. Uh, look at Pete Dunne when his contract was just poof up. Uh, they weren't like, it wasn't the traditional like burial. And even uh, Dean Ambrose was given a send-off on the Shield's final chapter, but he had made it well known he was going to leave. So I don't, like, it's not always going to be like that, but um, I think you attract more flies with, with honey than vinegar, I think is the the old saying. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't think one thing is going to change somebody's mind. I mean, unless it's like a big, big thing, then all right, fine. But I just don't think that one little tiny thing is going to change somebody's mind. If somebody already has their mindset on staying or going, that's kind of that. Okay. What do we got here? Let me find where my damn super chats are. Joel Wood. There we go. That's the one I was getting back to. He says, one walkout I thought ruled was during Kofi and Dolph. When Dolph was crawling towards the door and Kofi just ran and dove through the doorway. That was that was a good one, too. It's just, I hate the rule. that There are people who have made the best of it, though. Norm Housen says, when buns were men. Well, our buns are boys. Uh, Valab says, Denise, you're not a boy, but you are a boy. It's different. Yeah. And now she's a boy with a Z. Denise, everybody wants to be a buns boy. Jesus Christ. If I'm going to be a buns anything, I'm going to be a buns man. I ain't going to be Joseph no boy. Joseph Corey says, we need to list in your buns on Wednesday. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Uh, Nerd Guru says, I still think right now Raw is better than SmackDown. There's more to like. And even Brock doesn't save SmackDown because I've seen it. Uh, Seth, KO, Bex, and Big E rule. Uh, I have, I mean, I, I've been watching Raw at about 9.15 again, so. You're back I, to that, Sean. Uh-huh, I'm back to that. So, <laughs> you know, I and I try to stay a little bit more positive on Twitter because, I mean, you know how people react. Well, shit, people react negatively even when I'm positive about Raw now. <laughs> I was going to say, does it matter? It doesn't matter, but I'm like, you know what? I can save more of the negativity for here where they can't take me out of context or anything like that. And one hour, 45 minutes of me watching Raw straight through is not really hard anymore. I mean, if I was sitting through three hours of it, though. Well, I'll tell you, today I sat, I mean, I sit the, the, the three hours all the time, unless for some reason I just cannot. Yeah. Um, I didn't think today's show was bad at all. I mean, there were some things that I wasn't a fan of, and I'll talk about them when we get to them. But I think like overall as a whole, it wasn't one of those nights where I was like, oh, shit, this third hour is killing me. Uh, and I don't know if it had to do with maybe I was looking forward to Becky, Becky and Liv. I don't know what it had to do with. It was fine. I've hit the weird section of Twitter now, the avatarless. Like, you can't even say anything positive about WWE that you like because you're just furthering their agenda of shitty wrestling. And it's like, man, you know what? You know what? My like, the thing that I've noticed, the only it, you mentioned, like, if you put something positive, it doesn't matter. If you put something negative, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. The one thing that I noticed that always gets over is if you make funny memes and funny jokes. Yeah, funny that's memes the and funny one jokes. One thing that's the one thing that nobody gets mad about. Yeah, <laughs> At least not I, yet. <laughs> It's just like, man, I, I promise there are better things to pretend to get mad about 
than what somebody likes or doesn't like about pro wrestling. Because you know what? Your opinion, anybody watching this, means exactly as much as ours on this show or literally anybody else's. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, I think Veer is walking to Raw at this point. He's coming to Raw for four weeks. Oh, I think it's I think it's six weeks. I think it's, it's, been been, six. it's been since the draft. How long has it been since well, the draft? Yeah, but after that, they started to run the the vignettes. So I don't know when they started the vignette. Somebody, somebody check that out. It for was me. literally right after the draft then. Cause he was coming Maybe. to raw. Yeah. Cause yeah, but he hey, was drafted look- to raw Sean and he never actually like, I don't recall him wrestling after he was drafted and then disappearing no, and then coming he, back. I so it was literally since whenever the draft happened. Cyclops says Monday is for the boys, the bun boys. <laughs> Shauna says buns boys theme song. I like big buns and I cannot lie. Love you guys. Keep it up. We love you, Shauna. Oh, keep it with the Buns Boys. I love it. Pro Wrestling Podcast says Hollywood Mr. Sap. I I am I don't even think I can afford <laughs> I don't I don't know if I could afford to live in Hollywood. It's pretty expensive out there, yeah. You think? I, I don't know. I live in All Kentucky. my money goes for my rent, Sean. I live, I live in like the third cheapest state in the country. I worked like 20 jobs and I have oh, one pair of the same shoes that I always wear. Oh, I think that's that was my thing when people were coming at you. I was like, "Like, what? You're telling her what she can't work? She lives in L.A. Like, I got bills, man. Like, you you want her to sell oranges that? by the freeway or something? Like, she's got to make money. You know what's funny? And I always think about this joke. It's like, you know, sometimes like, you know, like, frick, like I always tell my grandma, I can't even afford to drop dead. Oh, I can't God. afford no funeral. Damn. Cadillac <laughs> Carson says, I was wondering who would arrive at their final destination first, Veer or Zaya. Looks like Zaya may win. Yeah, we had a, a bit of a note for on Zaya uh, this past week on Select. She had been at some of the SmackDowns, even though she wasn't on them or wrestling, but she's supposed to debut this, this next week. Uh, Ever the Villain says, key to any good burger, don't overdo the condiments. I agree. Uh, I, I don't necessarily need that many condiments, but yeah, I, I, I think the burger... Has to take center stage there, Denise. I don't know, man. I'm a freaking ketchup addict. Like that's like the one thing people don't know. I consume a lot of ketchup. Okay. I love ketchup. Like what? So do you like normally buy Heinz or some different brand? I buy Heinz. Okay, so but they're not sponsoring me, so I'm about to put them over. (laughs) But like what I was wondering recently, I was like, okay, so so many people are like. Heinz, gold standard, that's what you buy. You just see it, logo, familiar, you buy it. I wonder if there's like some insanely amazing ketchup brand that just like I've never checked out because just by default, I, I'm like, here you go, Heinz. Sean, I don't buy off-brand, sorry. I mean, I don't either, but I mean, there might be like <laughs> some brand that's more superior to Heinz, you know what I well, mean? Well, that's what you would say to like a bunch of things. Though. I'm pretty sure. sure there's like really good stuff up there, but but you're so accustomed to like going yeah. for the brand stuff that you don't buy. For example, you know those $1 cookies at like the 99 cent store? Mm. I literally freaking love those. And dollar, they're off-brand, $1 for like 50 cookies, and they're bomb. Those dollar General. The cream in the middle? Dollar General has some like bomb cookies and snacks. Like you go through there and you're like- I go to the Dollar Tree. I love the Dollar Tree, even though they we, don't sponsor me. And they and they don't sell stuff for a dollar anymore, which is- No, it's like $1.25 now. But like recently, as, as, as we're doing this Raw review, uh, we made chili and we used- tomato juice and normally i'm like hey get campbell's get the name brand and this this most recent time the chili was better than it's ever been 
I was like, oh man, we got that good tomato juice. No, it was Walmart brand and it was so much better. What the hell? But that doesn't count, though. I feel like the, the store brands, like if you go to the store and you get the store brand, that, that's like the safe Maybe. choice. But yeah. if you go for the brand you never heard of, then that's like not like not the good choice, you know? Well, I mean, I had never used Walmart branded tomato juice before this. But I'll tell you I, what not to get off-brand Oreos. They'll taste like butt. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're all bad. Like it's only Oreos. There are yeah. no other cookies like that that emulate Oreos that work. It just no. doesn't work. But the one dollar cookies are good though. I'd suggest though. I like Oreos without icing too. I don't even like I don't even like the cream. Sean, I can't with you sometimes. I literally just lick the cream. I <laughs> Alicia... will get the double stuff and just like lick it. <laughs> Alicia Ellis says, hey, Sean, keep seeing Kyrie Sane speculation on Twitter. Are you working on a story there or is it just fan speculation? Uh, I have asked WWE about uh, Kyrie's status. Uh, she went home last year and then she served as an ambassador. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something I'm working on. I'll, I'll see what I can find out. JD Starlord says Dollar Tree up their prices to $3. I think it's a dollar like no, twenty-five. it was $1.25. Yeah, $1. I read the article. Yeah, I did too. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. You're said, telling me I was you and I were out there reading the same damn oh, article yeah. about the damn Dollar Tree. We, we do our extra work here. Come on, Terry Allen Jr. says features you're excited at for the WWE 2K22 trailer, Sean. Uh, GM, well, just GM mode. I've been poking around, poke, poke, poking about 2K22. I'll have uh, a bit. It won't be feature related or anything, but I'll have some WWE 2K22 news. More about um, wrestler participation in the, the game than anything on Fightful Select in the morning. So uh, check that out. Shauna says, I used to work for a major grocery store in South Florida, and all our name brand stuff was made by major brands. I told you. I told there you, you. There you go. See, I knew uh, it. I knew it. Anakin says, Heinz ketchup, simply the way to go. Salt, tomatoes, vinegar, sugar, spices, that's it. Nothing artificial. I had all. I keep hearing that in the little teeny packages is better too because they put less preservatives in that because they expect it to get used sooner than what's on the shelves. But uh, we do, we do have wrestling to review. Shit, I forgot. We have wrestling's one true royal family, the Princess of Staten Island, Carmella, and Queen Zelina coming out, and then Zelina beats Nikki Ash. Um. Uh, Zelina has been really protected lately. And if she's going to win Queen's crown, good. I'm glad she is. Um, I didn't care for this match. This was not a great match. This was just there. Yeah. Uh, the only pro that I have to say about this is kudos to Zelina because doing a fake British accent and then going into speaking Spanish, I can only imagine is difficult as hell. I'm sorry. That does not seem easy. And, and I'm bilingual and, and I can't do that. That seems complicated. Um, so kudos for her on that part. That did pop me a little bit. But I didn't care for this match. I, I thought it was a little bit sloppy in the beginning. It felt very uh it, it felt like you felt very you know when you're kind of babying something 
that's what this match felt like. Like the, the it was it was very very babied, and I did not like that. I don't know how else to explain it. I, we finally know. get to the code red, and okay, like we babied it up to the point where Zelina hits the code red and she gets the finish. But you know, there's still much more that you could you know press the gas pedal on and get a little bit more there. Um, so that's how I felt about this match. And poor Nikki, man, she's she's starting to get bullied. Uh, from what we saw later on on the show, but this it felt very babied. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, the Nikki A.S.H. approach has been gaining a lot of criticism. Um, they, they, they've they just thrown it completely. It's dead in the water. Do it's you think they're going to change the character now? Because I kind of felt like after today where they had that whole Jerry Lawler portion, that kind of made me feel like they're going to change the character or have her like essentially snap for essentially not being favored. Seems like it. It seems like it. And Jerry Lawler, by the way, a PW Insider reported that he's signed a new deal. Uh, but yeah, I think they will. Um, and what what does that say for the women's tag team division? Well, nothing much. Well, I don't. I, are, are they still? I don't. I didn't feel like they were still teasing though. Rhea and Nikki Ash breaking up. But if they do, well, I'm assuming they are, right? They got to. That's that'll be the That's, approach. I'm yeah. sure. Okay, because that's I'm, what I felt like last week. But then I thought, okay, maybe they're because Rhea Ripley was still kind of supportive of yeah. Nikki. Yeah. You think they're going to turn her heel? Nikki? Yeah. It kind of felt like that. So when you've got Liv, Bianca, and Rhea right now in that division, it's like, okay, well, I mean, that's a pretty top heavy as they're booked right now because Bianca's protected. Liv is at the top right now. Oscar will be back. Well, you don't know what brand Oscar will be on if she, if and when she comes back. I, I think that Nikki would be a, a good heel approach, and Alexa's going to come back at some point. Who knows where where that'll fall? I would love to see Alexa and Nikki team up in the future. That's what I would like to see. But yeah, I think so, and I think we we can go ahead and talk about. Well, actually, we'll read Nerd Guru's uh, super chat. Uh, by the way, get those in, guys. Uh, we also have humperchats.com. Go ahead and send those in. Says, untie Rhea from this. Prep her for a big Mania match or a Rumble win because I need Becky versus Rhea. That would be a banger. I mean, quite frankly, I think that somebody, whether it be Rhea, Shayna, somebody should have been thoroughly dominant from the time that Becky left, and I mean immediately after she left, to the time she came back, to have the It was. It was fight. Bianca Belair. We no. just had that unfortunate moment she at was, SummerSlam. She was dominant from about December, January to then. And even so then, she, before Becky Lynch left? Oh, or? no, no, no. Right as soon as she left. Oh, okay. Like immediately in her absence. And back then, Bianca couldn't even get on Raw a lot of times because of the way they booked her. Oh, you see, um, you're meaning like since May. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of that Jerry Lawler backstage segment? Well, honestly, that's what I I was kind of more so focused on. I, I didn't really care about the big reveal of, of that. I didn't really yeah. care. I, it was obvious that the autograph wasn't intentioned for Jerry Lawler, I mean, for Nikki Ash. So I was kind of more of like, oh, who is it going to be? I wasn't expecting it to be Jerry Lawler, but I didn't have the big... <gasps> moment i didn't have that reaction it was more so i was thinking hmm what are they going to change nikki ash's character to because yeah. she was very disappointed they were being mean to her for being a, you know for losing this match okay so that obviously means she's either going to snap or she's either she's going to snap or she's going to really they're going to push more into the superheroes having a bad time but i'm going to get back up because i'm a superhero and this is what i do so i don't really know which direction they're headed in with that 
Uh, we still have uh, some people asking about Kyrie Volob says, what's the deal with her on Instagram says former WWE superstar. Is she done and out of her contract? Well, she is a former WWE superstar. Um, I, I'm working to find it out. Brickbat says, uh, or there was a Humper chat from last night's War Games and says, I still remember how over Ricochet was when he did that flip out of the ring and landed in front of Velveteen Dream and just stared him down. Sometimes you forget what these people are capable of because it's just not utilized. Just not utilized. Uh, leave a thumbs up, guys. I gave a thumbs up to Bianca and Dewdrop, Denise, where... That match that we just talked about felt baby. This other, this one didn't to me. This one was physical and rough, and I liked it. There are not a lot of people that can pull off Bianca Belair as the underdog for me, fighting from underneath. It was the problem that I saw with Roman Reigns' booking for so long. They had him fight from underneath, and he's the underdog and overcoming the odds. And I looked at him and I said, if he's the underdog, what are all these other guys? What are they? So if Bianca, when she's working against everybody, is the underdog, what the hell is everybody else? But Dewdrop, I believe that she could use use her aggressiveness and her size advantage and a lot of that stuff to work over Bianca. And I thought this match was really good at that. I specifically love the Vader bomb. That sold me and the audience there a ticket. They saw that Vader bomb hit and they go, oh shit. And normally, I, I hate that walk-away count-out finish. I usually hate that. I didn't hate it here, and there was one reason. Because the question was in my mind. I'm sure it was in a lot of people's mind. Can and will Bianca Belair get up Dewdrop for a KOD? Will it happen? Can it happen? And it was like Dewdrop didn't even think it could happen. Then when it became a realistic possibility, she said, to hell with this. She's like, I, I don't even want to risk this. Uh, not my favorite finish, but in the scope of dog shit finishes, it's significantly less dog shit than uh, so many others. How'd you feel about this match? Love the match. Hated the finish. All right. So I'm going to get straight to the finish really quickly. Okay. Um, The reason why I did not like the finish was because, okay, so she lifts her up. And that moment when she's lifting her up, I'll tell you, I was on the edge of my seat because Bianca did not necessarily lift her up in the easiest form in which she's lifted other people up. And so I was kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I, I kind of had that reaction as I was watching this. So when, you know, she didn't successfully, you know, hit the kiss of death, I thought, okay, we're going to have uh, my thought process here. Instead of having Dewdrop walk out and be like, oh, snap, she lifted me up. Okay, fine. I instead think she didn't successfully do it. Let me use this to my advantage. Now that Bianca has been thrown off by the fact that she couldn't do this move. So now I have the advantage in the, in this match. Let me try and kick her butt. I think that Dewdrop would have looked a lot smarter utilizing that moment to sure. her advantage instead of just walking out. You don't walk out when there is a moment where you can actually right. take over of the match and get the upper hand. That was a pivotal moment for Dewdrop to turn this match around but instead they had her walk out so i did not see it the same way you did i saw it more as now you just made Dewdrop look really incredibly dumb in this situation i i gotta agree with you i think you're i think you're right there uh do, if if that were me if i were Dewdrop and bianca collapse under my weight i'm i'm choking her out that's it right you're, exactly you're, you're like this is my shot out. yeah i agree so, now i mean 
I do understand the like the fear of like, oh my God, she got me up. And how you are performative about it. Like I I, I get that, but I'm just See, saying in any real situation. Yeah. Go ahead. Why sorry. would you have the fear? How many people have we seen Bianca Belair lift up? She's lifted up yeah. dude. She lifted up Otis. She lifted up Dolph Ziggler. So why should Dewdrop be surprised that she lifted her up? That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. If you do your homework, you realize, okay, this girl is strong. She could lift me up. She didn't successfully hit her move on me. So, damn, now let me get the advantage. But, I mean, like, okay, the, the Otis thing wasn't, like, torture She still picked him up. I know, but not torture. That's a little Bruh, bit different. I can't pick nobody up. I ain't picking I you up. I ain't picking no little seven-year-old boy up. Like, it ain't <laughs> happening. You pick up a dude, you pick up yeah. a dude. That's strength, bruh. At the end of the day, uh, it's freaking strength and power. But I will say this. In the the match itself, Wait, are, I are love. you saying, Denise, you said it's, it's strength and power. Are you saying it's about drive? It's about power? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Um. Damn. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> speaking of the actual match though, I loved, I love that they are doing these Bianca Belair matches where she is up against someone where she does not have the size advantage. I liked what they were doing with her and Tamina. I liked that they followed up with her and Dewdrop doing this. So for me, I like these types of matches that they've been booking for Bianca Belair. I've been a fan of these and like literally everything leading up to that splash from Dewdrop was very like the kick out when Bianca Belair kicked out, even though I wasn't expecting expecting Bianca Belair to lose this match, even mm. though because of the buildup that they did leading up to that, when she did kick out, I was pretty freaking like, oh, nice. Like, that was good. Okay, so I like that. Um, and then that was pretty much it. I, I like these matches where they make her have these size advantage because they're putting over her strength, her power, her drive. And I feel like this feud, at least, even though it hasn't set me on fire by any stretch of the imagination, has been set up in a point to where I believe that Dewdrop can kick Bianca's ass for a, a bit, a bit of time as well. Oh man. But you know what? I, I think you're right. I think that if in that situation, any real fighter would just put the person to sleep and uh, it would help a lot more if they happen to do it, Denise on a helix mattress, helix sleep, dot com slash fightful helix sleep changed my life that is not a joke anything that we promote on this show is something that i have uh, personally tried or verified works and helix sleep is a big part of that during the pandemic i wanted a new mattress and i did not want to roll around on a mattress somebody else had been rolling around on at a mattress store so i looked up some options and i found helix sleep i ordered their mattress after i took a short quiz it took just two minutes it matched up my body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for me. And I got the Dusk Lux mattress. I love it. I, I've mentioned this before. Before this, I was just a back sleeper. Now I'm a back sleeper and a slide, side sleeper. So not only uh, do I get a better night's sleep, it's, it's a more versatile night's sleep. And versatility is very key. Um, I move around an awful lot, and this helps out a lot. But it's not just that. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Ones that will cool you down if you sleep hot. Ones that will align your spine to prevent morning aches and pains. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. 
Uh, it is the top overall mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that gives you the best sleep of your life. And they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Uh, I invested in my sleep. I, I There was, for so long, I was like, you know what? I'll order this big hunk of memory foam off of Amazon. And it just didn't work. It caused me some back problems. And then last year, I was like, I'm going to invest in my sleep. Ideally, you're in your bed a third of your life anyway. So uh, this was a, it was big for me. And then when I hit them up and said, let's do some work together, they did. And you know what? Now we got helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners you can try it for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll come and pick it up from you. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And you know what? They are at Helixsleep on Twitter. It would be awful nice if you all would go over there and uh, just tell them, you know what? Fightful sent us. And, and speaking of Helix, even though even though this is not a paid ad, I got another couch from Allform, which is related to Helix put that thing together this week and it's sitting right over there in my office right now. And that's wonderful too. Oh, Denise. Yes. Present. JW Pringle says he'd love to see Alexa come back in a backstage segment. Walk up to Nikki, say something along the lines of, sorry, I wasn't feeling myself or feeling myself for a while. Ready for our next match. How do you think Alexa comes back? I don't know. I feel like they put so much effort and so much work into this. You know, I don't even know. What are, what are we calling the old Alexa Bliss? I don't even know what to call her. The fiendess, the, maybe? The fiend Alexa Bliss. I don't The Lily version doll Alexa Bliss. Um, I feel like they put so much work into that that I can't imagine them completely undoing it. So I feel like we still might get like shades of that. I just yeah. don't feel like it's going to be like she's going to come back and she's going to be like sure. Little Miss Bliss, Alexa Bliss. It, 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 I don't know. You either just come back and have her be like, ah, don't remember what happened. Or you kind of have her come back as still the same character, but kind of, you know, a little bit different, maybe a little bit tweaked. Jeff Hobbs says, have you heard anything about Jeff Hardy over the weekend? Hope he's okay. Who do you got in the Rumble matches? Uh, right now, I got Braun Breaker and two horsewomen. I don't know which two. I just think two horsewomen might end up winning that. Um, uh, yeah, J the Jeff Hardy thing was what it was. Uh, Matt said that he's home. He's doing better. They did send him home. Uh, best wishes, Jeff Hardy. Hope whatever was going on, uh, gets better. DJ Brian says, Denise, I'm sorry, Salcedo. I don't get it. Unless it's a reference it to the either. South Park thing. But JW Pringle says mental health moment. It's a hard time of year for a lot of people, myself included. If you think you need help, please reach out. It's okay to take care of yourself. You're worth helping. We need you here with us. Uh, as always, guys, when he sends this, I'd like to encourage you guys to check out uh, at NAMI Communicate on Twitter. They do an awful lot of work. I, I participated in a lot of their walks for years, and they do some uh, really great stuff and have an incredible number of resources. Damian Priest's open challenge. He beats Bobby Roode. To me, this was a decent match. I knew who the winner was going to be, and I'm okay with that because Damian Priest is heavily protected. I think now, Denise... 28 singles matches and he has not been pinned or submitted once. Uh, this doesn't, doesn't include like the Royal rumble or battle Royals or that weird handicap match, but it's hard to believe Denise. You got to think right now, if WWE could have back that stupid 
Miz roll up with his pants around his ankles. Like, there's no way they do that now. Why do you got to keep reminding me, Sean? Like, I successfully because, remove it from my head all yeah. the time. You just got to keep reminding but me. Priest is booked well. Then Dolph Ziggler attacks him. To me, I don't have a problem with this. It is Damian Priest beating a new challenger and setting up another one who he's going to beat as well. I thought this was harmless. Didn't set the world on fire, but I like Damian Priest, and I really like that they're booking him strong. Because if you're, if you're going to have him in a foregone conclusion result match, at least have him win it. I don't want to see the championship contenders match. Please do more matches like this. This was good. I really enjoyed this. I liked all of the series of kicks that we got from Damian Priest to, oh, great. to Robert Roode. I th that was very exciting. I love the finish, the reckoning. I thought it was very impressive. Uh, it's just stuff like this builds him up as a stronger, more credible champion. And that's what we want to see. And that's what this match did. So I think it was overall a success. And like you mentioned, quickly right after that, it set up his next opponent, Dolph Ziggler. Great. I'm here for that. Fantastic. Easy peasy. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I buy everything Damian Priest does in the ring. I love it. I love it. I think he does great. And I bet he and Ziggler are going to have one hell of a match. I bet that's going to be great. Hopefully it's for the title too. Because if he's defending it at an open challenge, there's no reason not to. RK Bro is backstage and Randy Orton will not put on a blazer that Riddle has for him. Well, why do they have blazers? Uh, because Riddle is hosting a tournament, but he's also serving as a journalist, Denise. Uh, I, for one, believe he needs to pick, decide whether he's going to be a journalist or a wrestler. I don't think he can be both. Um, that, And I am staunch on that belief. Uh, actually not. Please don't take this seriously, anybody. But Randy Orton eventually does throw this jacket on. Oh, it's my turn now. It yes. is it is it is your turn. Okay. And he, he doesn't say anything on commentary. And then when Riddle asks him to later, he goes, No. All right. I'm just trying to start off like because there were so many things that happened with this with Matt Riddle doing his uh journalistic stuff. And there was a this was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. And there were so much funny stuff that he did. Um, I'll start off with basically say what well, are we just want do you want me just to talk about the first part where they put the jackets on? Or am yeah, I highlighting yeah. everything now? We're, there we're was talking, we're talking about the shenanigans, the okay. microphone shenanigans and all that. All right. My favorite stuff was the post-match interviews. That shit was hilarious. When he would yep. come out and then do the little, like, putting his hands in there, asking the questions. And then when the, uh, AJ Styles basically said, like, why are you interviewing me? Like, we just lost. And then he saw, well, my journalistic integrity. I freaking his instinct, died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, his, yeah, his instinct. It killed me. It killed me. And I just started thinking, like, oh, that was pretty funny. I mean, um, hey. He learned from the best, Denise. Yeah. He learned from the best. What can I say? Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, well, I'll finish the rest of it afterwards, actually. <laughs> well, this was for the RK Bronament, which had Street Profits against AJ and Omos. And uh, the finish of this led to a count out and then some dissension between AJ and Omos. I don't particularly have much to say about the in-ring aspect of this. There wasn't anything to say. This was not exactly. great. Exactly. Then, and I'll kind of lump all these together, we had Mysterios against Alpha Academy. Uh, I, again, I loathe the roll-up finish. Loathe it. I will say, and also, I don't buy Dominic Mysterio ever doing that to Chad Gable in any situation. Even if there was a fire, I don't care. That ain't happening. 
But I want to give Dominic credit where it's due. That's one of the best roll-ups I've ever seen because all the time, Denise, I'm bitching about how they'll roll somebody up and they're just laying there, no weight on their shoulders, and they're not just putting their shoulders up. Dominic went high on on like the thighs of, of Gable, which puts weight on the hips and put weight on the shoulders. Now, Gable was not struggling to get out of it because I feel like if he would have even faked trying, he probably would have knocked Dominic into the sixth row just based on, on the way that he does things. But I'll give Dominic an awful lot of credit for that. That's how a roll-up should be done. None of that, oh, I'm going to clutch the inside of their leg and just lean a little bit. This was a convincing one in execution, not convincing in the fact that a former Olympian got pinned with a schoolboy roll-up. I would have rather him knocked out Chad Gable cold, Denise. I don't think I would have bought anything. All right. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but I wouldn't have bought anything. Um, But first and foremost, I do want to rewind a little bit back to this Omas AJ Styles Street Profits match because at least we are officially, officially getting this breakup tease between Omas and AJ Styles. They're finally officially, you know, undoing their relationship. And I was very excited about it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get to the match. And then let's hop on into something else. I'm ready to go. Uh, so this was officially the first sign of, hey, we are moving on into this direction. Um, and then. Wait, well, where? Let me ask you, where would you do it at? Would you like stretch it until WrestleMania because doing doing the spot where AJ eliminates Omos or vice versa. I know it's like 4 or 5 months away. No, sorry. I would so do it then? at I would do it at either day 1 or Royal Rumble. Have that match with really? Omos and AJ Styles, either day 1 or Royal Rumble. Having the one of them eliminate the other one is such an easy like storyline crutch to further that. Yeah, but think of all the time that's spent I in know, between. I what know, are they going to do? Well, that's the thing. That's Wait, what they always do. You could literally do No, but, please. But here's what I think about that, Denise. What's Omos going to do after that? Like, I don't if he know. Put him in a match with Ricochet. Yeah, I guess. But I think the longer you can have AJ hold Omos's hand on live events and stuff what? like that, the better. Take the training wheels off already, all right? Oh, did you did catch that Matt Riddle called him Omos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were in the same recruiting class, too. They're buddies. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, But no, take the training wheels off already. I'm more concerned about what feud we're going to get AJ into next sure. versus what are we going to do with Omos next? I think there's plenty and of options for Omos. To be honest with you, I would really like to see Edge and AJ at WrestleMania, too. But I could see why they would do Omos and AJ too. But I would like, if you want Omos in a spot, have him win the Battle Royal at WrestleMania and eliminate like everybody. Just have him do that. That's a harmless thing that he can win at WrestleMania. Uh, We have a super chat from Kevin Dunn. Stop with the camera cuts. It says, can WWE stop with the fake cheers and boos? Thoughts? I hate it. I hate it, Denise, because the reason I was so excited about fans coming back so we could hear the fans. But as it turns out, nobody wants to make any noise there. And I can, I completely understand that, given the trajectory of some of the booking. But, oh, it's so annoying. So well, annoying. I, I don't know what to say, man. But I do want to say one more thing um, about the Otis thing and the Alpha Academy thing. When, uh, when Otis picked up Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle was like, I'm, I'm a, a journalist. journalist. I'm a journalist. That killed me. That was my favorite thing uh, ever. And I wanted to like die of happiness. 
Guys, get your super chats and your humper chats in humperchats.com. Your support means the world to us. Also, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Dana Brooke, backstage, 24-7 title. Uh, I had reported on Fightful Select. She was scheduled for a title match against Tamina on main event. I like that they're doing that on main event. Why not? Here's my question, Sean, and I'm sorry if this is a dumb question, but what the hell is the upside to being 24-7 champion? And I want a serious answer because why the frick would I want a championship where for 24-7, I got to be watching out to see if someone's going to come and get me? I'm sorry, but what is the upside? I would love Corey Graves, who is absolutely watching this, for sure watching this. What else has he got to do? (laughs) <laughs> I would love it if he just threw out a line like, well, it's that per day pay that they get for being champion. Like if you tell me they get paid like a lot more money for every day that they're champion, every hour they're champion, something like that. No, that gives me a reason. No, Sean, even better where it's like, if you can hold on to the title for, I don't know, an entire week, Mm-hmm. you like, let's say you don't hold, like you hold it for two seconds. You get yeah. squat, you get well, no yeah. money, but let's say you hold on to it successfully for like a week. Okay. Bam. You get, I don't know, $10,000 sure. or something like that. And then if you're maybe like two weeks, three weeks, five weeks. Oh my God. At 10 <laughs> weeks, he gets a million dollars. I love this. You get more exercise. <laughs> That's brain awareness. <laughs> you keep your brain strong and healthy. Uh, they do say if you want to keep your brain strong, yeah. you got to challenge it. There you go. That's play, the one upside. I play Tetris in the morning to activate my brain. They're they're out there throwing each other off of stuff. Uh, Joel says you'll get Sh- Styles and Omos at WrestleMania and you'll like it. Yeah, I might like it. It's just I don't. You will. It will be good. It's AJ yeah. Styles. It'll be yeah. good. I think they can make the most of it. But I am with you, Denise. Like, what would they do for four or five months? That's what I was but, thinking. I was like, I know it's going to come by fast, I, but damn. I know, but I think they will still do it. I think that's it. I think they will. Vince is backstage with Austin Theory, and it's more learning tree stuff with Vince. Vince sounds like he's underwater. Like, his microphone is, like, between his shirt and his his jacket or whatever. Uh, so you can barely hear him. And Austin Theory is like, yeah, yeah, I want my match. Against Finn Balor? Well, he doesn't get one because T-Bar's facing him. And Finn Balor beats T-Bar. T-Bar is completely misused. Holy crap, is that guy misused. I'm glad Finn Balor's getting wins, but God, like, does it... Like, somebody who is as useful as T-Bar? Why? All right, first and foremost, since we're talking about this Vince McMahon-Austin theory stuff, can we please talk about the fact that Vince McMahon told Austin Theory to impress him and he started doing jumping jacks? <laughs> I'm sorry, but please. Is he one years old? Damn. One years? One years? One year old, whatever. Is he <laughs> one? One hundred and million dollars is what Austin Theory almost cost. Vince I'm just McMahon. saying, bro, impress me and you do jumping jacks? That wasn't even funny. I was like, bro. The right person does jumping jacks. It could impress you. Well, he comes out and attacks Finn Balor after the match. So we are getting that. Uh, I think we're, I think Austin theory ends up beating. 
Finn Balor down the line. I don't think the first time I think they'll do like three matches, but and WWE has, has done better about not doing as many rematches. They still do plenty, but I think we're getting like three matches out of this. I have two thoughts. My two thoughts are sadly, I forgot T bar existed. And secondly, this booking for Finn Balor is terrible. Yeah, it ain't great. Even even with him winning, but it um, was t- uh, but, or no do you offense. just mean do you mean with Austin? The theory? whole Austin theory, yeah. Like okay. first of all, Finn Balor T Bar. I'm sorry, but like they haven't shown T Bar. When's the last time we saw T Bar? Well, I don't even remember. We've look. seen Veer Mahan more. I mean, kind of. We've seen him we coming. Have. Well, I don't want to say <laughs> we have. We have, Sean. We at least uh, get Survivor the Series. Freaking... He was in the Battle Royal Survivor Series. But besides I'm that. I'm not going to remember that. Besides that, yeah. Raw. Besides that, yeah. It was that no DQ match against Damian Priest that was a lot of fun. When it the was hell really was good. that? The, where they went through all that stuff in the, the, the no DQ match they had at the beginning of November. Because remember, they oh, had the, the DQ that one week and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but other than that, see. those were the only raw matches that. he's had since the draft. All right. Well, there you go. I didn't even remember that. The point that I'm trying to get at here is that, sadly, I just couldn't get interested in that. And then secondly, Austin Theory laying out Finn Balor. I'm sorry. Not believable. It's as believable as freaking Dominic, freaking pinning yeah. freaking Chad Gable. Is, it's, 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 it's the same levels here, bro. I get more offended by Dominic pinning Chad yeah, Gable I know, I know, every time I, know. I think about it. Volob says, Denise not doing numbers right, does numbers for everybody else. I love it. When I love I not- it. Oh, yeah. Keep, keep those chats rolling in, my friends. Thanks. Uh, Kate Denise Hensler. doesn't do numbers. So actually, uh, Nerd Guru says, what's less relevant right now, the 24-7 title or Intercontinental title? Uh, t- Intercontinental, it's never defended. Uh, Nakamura hasn't defended that thing in like two months, Denise. Dude, right now when you said it, I was like, shit, who's Intercontinental champion? Exactly. I watch the products every week, and I had to wait for you to say Shinsuke Nakamura to remember Exactly. That tells you everything. Guys, we are heading down the home stretch. We have Ms. TV in the main event to talk about. So get your chats in, leave those thumbs up. Uh, and of course, check out Fightful all week long. We've got so many interviews, stories, exclusives, uh, and especially over on FightfulSelect.com. But if you want some more, we've got Fightful Magazine. Check it out. Cover story on Darby Allen. We've got Shaza McKenzie and Taylor Hendricks, who both wrote for us. Taylor did a touching tribute to Daphne Unger. Uh, we have the return of Becky Lynch, an exclusive interview with the greatest amateur wrestler of all time, Dominic Mysterio. He pinned Chad Gable tonight. And uh, we, we look at retro gaming, wrestling mega fans, a lot more digital and physical editions available now. Kate Hensler says, felt like Edge and Miz segment really mirrored Punk, Danielson Kingston, Partna. I also felt like it felt more real. Happy Monday to two superstars. I like this a lot, Denise. This was Edge coming out here and being like, all right, you're going to be a twat to me, so I'm going to be a twat to you. He's like, yes, you worked hard, but you also had to overcome a stigma you set on yourself. Like, Edge established Yes, Miz, it was going to be harder on you for co- for you coming into the locker room with the background of the real world and MTV and all that. But also, Miz, you made it a lot more difficult on yourself. You didn't make things easier for yourself. And I think uh, Edge pointing that out, it was great. Miz talked about his $9,000 shoes. Uh, first off, I want to say his shoes can piss off. Me and Edge have the same shoe guy, Denise. Uh, humble brag right there. Do you see his his beautiful shoes that were made by Glaciers of Ice Kicks? Did you see them, Denise? I saw them. They're pretty. They're beautiful. 
They're great. Shout out to Glacier of Ice Kicks. Worth way more than $9,000, Denise. It was nine and a million dollars, as you would say. Uh, beautiful things. Beautiful shoes. The, the brood of painted on the back of them. Oh, my God. They were wonderful. This promo is effective storytelling. Simple. I dug it. And also, uh, Mrs. Shoes were not as good as mine or Edge's. Okay, first of all, um, I liked the Mrs. Shoes because they were shiny and they were glittery. Oh, off. And I like shiny shoes, so I mm. liked his shoes. No. Uh, secondly. No. Muted. No, my shoes are better. Edge's shoes are better. Glaciers of Ice Kicks. Thank you. Are we done? G-O-I Kicks muted? on Twitter. G-O-I Kicks on Twitter. Thank you. Okay, now that I am unmuted, so I can't even see. This is what I mean. You're telling people here that they can have their own opinion. I put over the guy's shoes, and it's like, don't speak to Muted. Uh, Brandon Campbell says, Sean said, we saw Veer coming. That popped me. Yeah, I had to stop myself after I said that one. Uh, was not happy with that. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, look at this Denise sounds like a goldfish. She likes shiny things. What the frick is wrong with shiny things? Oh, Damn. Denise. I'm sorry. I don't things? get it. Shiny things like the Fightful Championship belt available now at shop.fightful.com. You know, Sean, every single time I come on, every time it's Monday, I think, you know what? I'm going to go in with a different mindset. I'm going to go into the Raw Post show. I, I'm going to be respectable. I'm going to be, Respectful. you know, whatever. I'm going to have a good time, right? It's going to be don't. a relaxed show. We don't have a good and then time, I come please? on here. I come on here and you like literally piss me off, trigger what? me, and what? bring up my rise, my freaking stress levels. Denise, you don't have a good time? No, I do not. Every Monday, I think to myself, every 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 Monday, I think, you know what? I got to go look for a new job every Monday. <sighs> I haven't oh, even talked about this segment because you haven't even let me. For for the record, I want to say it wasn't the shoes Edge was wearing. I was bragging about. It was the customs that he had made. Brian Mahoney says Miz is an overachiever in sports entertainment. Gross underachiever as a pro wrestler. That's why it's an insult to be compared to him. Do you agree with that sentiment, Denise? I like everything that the Miz does outside of WWE. I respect okay. what he has done outside the company. And, and with the company, obviously, I, you know, obviously good work for him and all of that good stuff. I'm not the biggest fan, but whatever. Um, in regards to this actual segment, though, what I did want to say is that I have hated literally every single Miz TV that there has been. I'm not a fan of any of the Miz TVs. I hate the Miz TV stuff. Like, I hate it. They're very um, formulaic. They're very formulaic. I hate them, okay? Um, with that being said, I did not hate this Miz TV. This was probably the first one that I will say I actually enjoyed, actually paid attention to, and was somewhat invested into what they were doing and what they were saying. And the reason for that is that I know everybody's saying, oh, they're trying to mirror CM Punk and Eddie Kingston and all of that. Man, you know what? In this sense, I would say, you know what? So what? At least it's 
good. It's better than what we could be getting. It's better than what we were getting in the past, man. I like that they're bringing more of this serious approach. I don't want to see Edge in this goofy storyline with The Miz where it could be about drip and slime and all of that other random stuff that we've seen on Raw. Let it be about how, you know, their journey was earlier, how, you know, maybe The Miz feels he didn't get the respect that he needed. I liked all of that backstory. Uh, It felt it felt interesting to me. So, uh, and that's saying a lot, considering that I've hated liter- literally every single Miz TV. Um, so I want more stuff like this. If you're going to do Miz TV, do this. This is yeah. the right way to go about it. This is the way for me to change my mind about things. Now, do I want to see the Miz become WWE champion? No, but no. I still, at least this, I can get behind. Shauna says, Denise obviously has no siblings. This is typical sibling banter. I was an only child for 13 years. There you go. Which explains well, a lot of my well, issues. You have a sibling now, step host. Uh, Robert Cruz says, agree 100% with Denise. A couple months ago, they, uh, they needed a, an assist from kayfabe God to beat Balor. Now Balor is stuck in the mid card. I would have more of a problem with it if he was losing in the mid card uh, right now. But Finn yeah. Balor is not the guy that we should just be happy that he's getting wins over mid card guys. Hell no. This is Finn Balor. I'm sorry, but he needs to be like treated cream of the cr- like he needs to be treated like a freaking star and books like a star. You know, Finn Balor's don't grow on your tree every single day. I'm sorry. Main event segment, Denise. They. They leaned heavy on the the live stuff. They're like, here's her upbringing and all this stuff. They really made it feel like it was going to be her night. So first off, I want to discuss some of the problems I have with WWE booking because this could have been the night and it could have been huge. Now, her fans were very excited for this. I see plenty of live stands on on Twitter. Uh, Shout out, shout out to our friend Taryn, who is the funniest human being on the face of the earth. But... Like they're going to be excited for this opportunity no matter what because they have followed Liv's career and they see how hard she works. When I asked a bunch of wrestlers last year who was working hardest to improve, her name came up more than anybody. WWE far too often relies on that. They rely on a hardworking superstars fan base to just embrace that moment despite the shitty booking in which has preceded it. And we saw it over and over. We saw it with Bianca and Sasha. Shitty, shitty booking. Great video, the night of WrestleMania. Amazing all-time classic match. And a cool moment. But WWE does this so much. They rely on the very loyal fan base to support that very good, hardworking, honest person that, that quite frankly, Big E, Liv Morgan, have extended better on their own than WWE has in so many senses. And they rely on that. Uh, that's, that's frustrating to me. Also, WWE has this weird insistence of just never doing like first time ever on pay-per-view first time ever big main event match, definitive ending winner, loser, no shenanigans. I, so I, I love that Liv is in this spot because she deserves it. She works really, really hard. Becky Lynch is awesome. She's a megastar. 
I liked the match. There was one spot that I thought was a little rough. It was when Becky went for a low ankle pick. She missed, and Liv just kind of had to stand there looking around like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Other than that, there were I loved like the the uh, code breaker variations that Liv did on the floor. Ouch. I'm always a sucker for that spot where they get yanked out of the corner and they hit. Uh, I like the pin attempts and combinations. Uh, let's talk about the match first before we talk about the booking that I just ranted about for like 10 minutes. All right. So first and foremost, uh, speaking just of the match, I will say that I loved the, first of all, I love that they gave it time. Uh, I didn't time it, but I did see that it was like, I think it was around the 35 minute mark around there of the third hour where it began. So they gave it a good amount of time. Uh, I really liked that because they were able to work a a longer match, obviously, okay, period. Um, But what I specifically liked at the top of this match was that the way that they were working it was that they were kind of showing off to each other where we all know that Becky underestimates Liv Morgan. She doesn't see Liv Morgan on her level. And so you kind of had them kind of one upping each other a little bit during this like first portion of the match, which what I, I really enjoyed like that exchange and all of that. And I think we had like what, like two commercial breaks. So everything before the first commercial break really got me like invested into it. I I would kind of say that in the middle, they did lose me just a little bit, but they kind of brought me back really quickly. I liked, um, uh, let me see what I liked here. So I liked the double knees to the face from uh, mm-hmm. Liv Morgan to Becky Lynch. I really enjoyed that. It's when she did that out on the outside. I enjoyed that. Um, I liked her going for that dive. I thought that was a pretty cool spot as well. Um, Liv really sold that superplex from Becky Lynch too. I thought that was kind of like, okay, I like the way she did that. Cool. I enjoyed that. And then um, when Liv Morgan at one point just got like really frustrated with Becky Lynch and was just like literally stomping her on the back. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that as well. Um, And then, yeah, that's how I felt about like the actual match. Joel Wood says it was her first title match ever and against Becky Lynch. It'd be hard for me to suspend my disbelief if she did win. People don't care about the chase anymore. There was no chase. They abruptly booked this. Like it, it was a matter of a few weeks and a couple comments from Becky Lynch. That was it. There was no significant build to this. It came out of left field, out of nowhere, and they relied on Liv having that fantastic fan base, that loyal fan base, and Becky being a megastar to sell it as best they could on short on, on like this short thing. They 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 could have booked a chase, Denise. They just didn't. Personally. That is why, like, I love Liv Morgan, and she came out here, and she was very happy, and for a second when she, okay, personally, I was never expecting her to win this match, ever, okay, it it wouldn't have made sense to me, I thought that, like, you, you know, you mentioned this coming out of left field, I, I, I personally thought that it would have not, it would have been a nice feel-good moment to have Liv Morgan win this match. But personally, I just didn't think, like, if this was the time to do it, I didn't think this was the time to essentially pull the plug on that. I still think that there's still more of a story to tell with Liv Morgan. And I'm always about the chase. That's how I feel. Like, you know, someone just mentioned that people don't care about the chase anymore. I still do. I'm that person. For me, this night did not feel like it should be the night where Liv Morgan wins the title. And I get it. A lot of people would have wanted that. 
Um, but I just personally didn't feel like it was it. But when she, they did the package and when she came out and she was like really happy, I started thinking like either she's really happy because she's going to win the bout tonight <laughs> or you know what? She's just happy, man. Like she's in the main event well, against Becky Lynch for the title. Where are they going with that? You know, that's one of the the. How do I put this? That's one of the good attributes of a good worker, because so often you'll see people come out there with the the dreaded boo boo face, and you know they're gonna lose. <laughs> you know they're gonna lose. Uh, Sheila says, "Did it seem like there's a dif- disconnect with Liv having a huge support with the online fans, but the live fans not reacting the same?" Uh, yeah, but uh, quite honestly, there are very few acts that I see consistently get reacted to by WWE fans. It is a different audience, and WWE has cultivated that audience for a long time. But yeah, I think I think so for sure. Uh, James Kneekeeper or Kneekepper says Raw goes off the air with a young Becky seething in disappointment at the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I, that I was do see awesome. the comparison. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, there was a little girl who was shown on screen. She was not happy by and her all dad this. was just like laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. KW says I would have lived to win. She didn't. Now I'm sad. Hope she wins the Royal Rumble. That would be a nice approach. If Becky was just avoiding, 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 and then Liv won the Royal Rumble, that could be good. But it, a lot of it depends on what they set up for day one. I kind of hope Becky's like, no, no, you don't get a shot at day one. I already beat you. I would like that. I don't, I would prefer for them to not have, I would prefer if from now to the Royal Rumble, you keep Liv Morgan strong, you actually have her wrestle and have her pick up some wins. Frick, have her win to the Royal Rumble. I don't mind that. I like that idea. Have her win the Royal Rumble. Cool. That is how you essentially build somebody up. I would not hate that idea. Um, But that's if, like, that's the person that they eventually want to go with and if they actually want to give her the ballot. Because if they want to actually have her become champion, then I would have her win the Royal Rumble. If if she's not going to be champion, I don't know if I would necessarily want her to win the Royal Rumble. I don't well, know. I'm a little bit then, torn on that. And then Cyclops is saying, I still think Bianca should be the one to beat Becky. A whole lot of people do. See, we and can't even forget about that. No, they've left that so unresolved. They've left it so unresolved. Brian Mahoney says, the Daniel Bryan storyline is simultaneously one of the best and worst things that ever happened at WWE. Not everyone is Daniel Bryan, but baby faces on the cusp were booked that way. Oh, buddy. And that was an unintentional. They forced the hand. That's what WWE does. They think, oh, if we book this person like shit long enough, eventually they're their fan base will rise up and not give us any other choice. It happens all the time. Uh, Mod Mohot Motar says, uh, I think today's booking was good for Liv. I think she might win the Rumble. We're starting to see a lot of that. Now, There's a finally a name now. We didn't even have a name before that we were considering to even win yeah. the Royal Rumble. So now we at least have a name. Uh, Ricardo says he thinks that Liv deserves better than a Schma's main event to a silent dead crowd. Well, you can't affect the crowd, but you could have built this a lot better. You could have started this build much sooner, much heavier, much better, I think. See, that's why it wasn't the right night for this to actually happen. Mm-mm. Now I'm glad that they did it. Spencer Shields says, how would you have felt if Liv won? It could have been an incredible surprise, but not sure if it would have been the right call at this time. Again, that, that's what I was mentioning. I don't know if it would have been the right call at this time, but they could have booked this to where it would have been the right time. You they want- could have created it to where they had an all-time classic moment, but the build, they didn't, they just don't care enough to build that. You want to know what was going to happen? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is my prediction. She would have won. Great. They would have had this buzz for like 24 hours on like social media. Everybody like, oh my God, congratulations, Liv Morgan. And then next week, they probably would have just done something where it's like completely where you know they had zero pl- zero follow-up plants oh, to her as champion. And then within two weeks, you'd have somebody on Twitter looking She'd for- She'd have a- the Nikki Ash run. On, on, uh, there'd be somebody on Twitter looking for engagement saying- well, we're two weeks into Liv Morgan's run, and I think it's kind of been a flop. Like That's there just what go. always happens. Everybody's thing is a flop. JoJo says, hey, Sean, Denise, expected more from the main event. Felt underwhelming. Liv was off a bit. The crowd was dead. Becky retained as she should. I mean, I again, I think we're going to see the real work whenever the big moment happens. I think this was a solid main event. Didn't blow me out of the water or anything. Nikhil says, why are refs so stupid in Becky matches now? That's a trope that I want to see get eliminated. The the stupid ass ref. Like, let's let's not bury the refs as much. Let's reestablish some of them. Give them personalities. Like I've been saying that for a long time. Give refs that are easier to pull the wool over their eyes and ones that are no nonsense. Uh, I'm I'm more of like. I, I don't I don't really care for like that much for referees having personalities. I'm more I mean, of just to go and if, invisible to me, make the right calls, etc. Sure. I don't want him to like cut promos or anything. I just want there to be refs that are like heels don't want Aubrey Edwards ref in their matches because they know she's going to be paying attention to everything. They want yeah, Rick Knox. Good. Yeah, they want Rick Knox because he's the blind old man. And it's like, what? OK, um, nerd guru says Becky versus live match ruled. No one's hurt by that. Becky keeps her bad guy win streak while pushing Liv over more. Becky makes her opponents and loss. Liv to win the Rumble, if not Bianca or Rhea. I don't know if Liv was made by that loss, but um, I don't think Liv is hurt by the loss because how could she be possibly be more hurt than the, the non-booking they've given her for the years prior? I don't think it was necessarily like a star-making performance, but it did give her more credibility. And at the end of the day, we're sitting here talking about her when we probably would have not have they not done this story to begin with so i wouldn't say like oh my because you know a star making performance when you see one this probably wasn't as far you laughing this probably wasn't it but uh i still think that you know she did gain something from it i just got a a dm from a wrestler and it's somebody who had tweeted lance storm lance storm was talking about veer and Lance goes, is he ra- walking to Raw from India? And somebody said, maybe he veered in the wrong direction. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, it, it just popped up. Uh, yeah. KZ says, do you know if there's any other plans for the Liv Becky match? Different endings or something? Do you think Liv deserved a win? What are your thoughts on what's next for Liv? I don't want to rematch. I don't want her to work back up uh, to win Royal Rumble. Um. I think this was the plan. I, or I don't think her winning was the plan. Right. I, I, yeah. I don't think the win was, was a plan. I would like to see her work back up and I, at the very least be one of the final four in the Royal rumble. Like she yeah. needs a good Royal rumble showing. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you had Rhea Ripley as, you know, a final and she ended up winning, you know, the Raw Women's Championship. So she had that going for her for a bit. Tremaine has a bunch of uh, Humper chats. Big thank you, Tremaine. He says, Denise, don't bring up Nikki Payne. (laughs) He says, Liv Morgan is one of the many superstars who has too much creativity for WWE. Vince and the Stooges wanted to feed someone to Becky. Hopefully she can get super over so creative doesn't forget her. Unfortunately, the way that I look at it is a babyface in WWE often they, they have to be so undeniably over with their specific fan base. Then that fan base catches fire with the I don't want to say the more casual, but the rest of the fan base. And then they reject WWE specifically for how they're booking somebody. And I don't think Liv is as far off from that. I don't know, because we can just go back to the if it's not time for you, we just won't see you on TV. Yeah. Donnie says, Becky wearing that gear uh, gave me a thought about her heel character. Even with her current ego, she's trying to get the man era kind of pop, realizing she isn't getting the same love she used to, maybe. I mean, Becky's whole promo tonight was, you can be good and they'll like you, but if you're too good, they'll start to hate you type of thing. It's the uh, live live long enough to see yourself become the villain speech is what that was. So like, I don't think she's growing on me. Yeah. Heel Becky is growing on me. It's still not like OMG, but it, it's growing on me every week. Guys, if you all want uh, more of a review after this, FightfulSelect.com. Alex Palowski is going live for Sour Graps. Uh, if you don't think we were negative enough about this review, buddy, will Alex make sure that you are covered in that department? FightfulSelect.com. Uh, today, I dropped my Backstage Report podcast. Tons of exclusive news there. Check it out. Anakin JMT says, if the build's good, people will be invested. See Hangman, Thunder Rosa, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania was like one of those where they they caught it on the fly and it was amazing and perfect and they did everything right. And Tremaine says, the only reason people don't believe the Miz is because he's technically a zombie, but pretty coherent. I had forgotten about that. I'd like to. I'd very much like to. Thank you, Tremaine. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Denise, what do you got going on? I got a busy week this week. Uh, Speak Now Pro Wrestling on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays on F4W Online. And then additionally, I've got uh, Mission Pro this Saturday. You guys can watch that. It's going to be Silver Bells. I'm going to be doing commentary. You can watch that on the Title Match Network. And I pretty much got like a zillion things going on. So YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm still trying to get to 50K. I Oh, I forgot where I'm at right now. I'm like at 5,000. 400 something away um so i got the rest of the month my goal is to hit 50k by the end of the year uh so i gotta work harder on that man i'm i'm slacking a little bit i'm slacking i gotta work a little harder you need Uh, to get more jobs denise yeah i need more jobs honestly i do i really i do uh that's it that's all i've got brian mahoney wraps us up and says i think the problem wwe has faced for years is avoiding giving the tv shows real feel-good moments for the sake of giving them. Uh, you know, while we're here trashing Eric Bischoff's uh, burger choices, <laughs> I, there's a point that he's made that I long agree with. WWE is too sanitized. Things don't feel spontaneous on the show. Like, it feels like it is, it, it's overproduced. It doesn't feel like anything can happen at any moment. And then th- the moment where it was supposed to, Denise, was retribution popping up. And, well, we saw how that went. 
I have been saying that so many times, like over and over and over. Uh, the element of surprise is something that I feel is uh, not talked about enough as being an essential quality for a good show. Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.